uh hey there hi yes uh welcome to our podcast better Better. Uh, you can say (laughs) better when awkward a podcast by us two childhood best friends who lost touch and have reconnected during a pandemic i'm danny and i'm jasmine we talk about all that interests us and all we have learned through life so far so join us as we laugh hang out and stumble to look stumble to navigate life's awkwardness finding life to be really better when awkward well hello jasmine hello how are you today (laughs) i'm doing pretty good it's been a long day i can't even it feels like multiple days have happened in this one day ow that sucks uh uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> it was like so many things happened. I mean, yeah, I'm tired, but it's not bad nor good, I guess. Just just events. It just happened. Yeah, that's most of life, right? <laughs> <laughs> just comes at you and you're just standing there and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. This is This is what we're doing now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Your body's being hurled in one direction. It just through time. I'm <laughs> yes. picturing like that scene in Thor Ragnarok where he's going through the tunnel and the and the Charlie uh, and the Chocolate Factory music is playing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How is life? <laughs> I've suddenly got a cough in the last five minutes. Apparently, anyway. suddenly you're every time we record, it's like. <laughs> 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 but it's only when I talk to you. So maybe just subconsciously. I don't know. Maybe it's like a bringing back to your childhood or something. My asthma? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> your asthma's like, oh no, it's that Danny person. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> um, I'm good. Work has been busy. But I have work. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... I mean, I'm just an intern, so, like, I'm not that busy, but busier than not working, so Mm. it's something. And this is the second time that we're recording this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Would you like to share what happened? Yeah, so we've been trying to get (laughs) our schedules to reline up now that we're both back at work, and so we were rushing to get this episode recorded. And we finally found a day to record it last week, and I decided that I didn't want to record my voice and kept my mic on mute for the entire recording of the 45-minute episode. So, we have a very one-sided conversation recorded. (laughs) My dad actually recommended, he's like, you know what? It's not a problem. You just take her recording, and then you record yourself reacting to her recording, and it'll be fine. I'm like, no... This is, that's not going to work. <laughs> also, because you did a lot of talking exactly. last time, and it was mostly me reacting. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, most of what she said was like, ah, oh, yeah, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I was supposed to react to that, but okay. <laughs> you just add more ahs yeah. and yes, yes. okay, ah. and that's the whole episode. 45 minutes of ah, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when oh. voice actors have to, uh, um, they have to record things called reacts. I, mm-hmm. Your your partner is like a voice actor person, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he knows what this is. But like, 
when they're like, oh, you have like all these lines and then you also have to make these like random noises because characters make noises, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> we could just do that for 45 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. No, it's about something much more exciting. Yeah. Oh, but first, let me tell you about something that we caught you, whoever you are. (laughs) We know what you've done. (laughs) One of you. Did you go and look at the inbox? I did. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I was like, what is Jasmine signing up for? (laughs) And then I was like, no, these are for jobs in California. (laughs) And then I got smart to you. <laughs> Whoever you, you listener. are. <laughs> you got us. <laughs> you got us good. You got us good. My my mom was talking about karma the other day, and I'm just like, you want to hear some karma that happened to me? And she's just like, yeah. I'm just like, well, someone who listens to our podcast decided to sign our podcast email up for a, a bunch of... Uh, random emails and she almost fell on the floor laughing she thought it was hilarious because she listened to that episode yes exactly oh my gosh so if you don't know what we're talking about go listen to our first episode yes (laughs) is it the intro episode or the i believe it's the intro episode yeah Mm. you got us (laughs) you got us (laughs) well played Mm-hmm. Golf yeah, I was not you. expecting that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, now we can talk about what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah. Today, we're talking about 21 Pilots, the Woo! band. <laughs> we gotta bring the enthusiasm <laughs> because <gasps> this is round two. <laughs> yeah, round two. Let's do it again. I will do all the oohs and ahs okay. and say more. Okay. Then I did the first time. Now I but, just have to remember what I said the first time. So last time we, Jasmine told me about a lot of the lore behind each of the albums, starting with Vessel, because that's when Tyler and Josh started working together. But didn't you also give some background on the band a bit, too? Yeah. Well, this whole podcast could just be you trying to remember what I said last time. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so what did I say next? No. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um so I, I gave yeah, I did give a small intro to the band for the many listeners who I'm sure don't know who the band is, considering most of them are my grandmother and my mom. <laughs> uh, but uh okay, so twenty one pilots is an alternative rock emo electro pop two-man band that's what i had written um Mm. because i went on to google and i typed in what kind of music does 21 pilots play and about a paragraph showed up and that's the words i picked wow so the lead singer and writer tyler joseph and the drummer josh dunn have a collective four albums uh two of which had every track on the album reach gold or platinum status which makes them the first band in the history of music to have done so so, wow. Give a little bit that of That was a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Yes. That is impressive, though. I didn't know that. So uh, I like to think that a lot of their success was from the fact that they have such a cult following. The group, I was going to say groupies, but that is not accurate. Uh, the, the people who listen to their music will often refer to themselves as the skeleton click. Um, if you came in trench area, you might call yourself a bandito. Depends, depends on which album you came in on. But also, I think you can attribute it to their universally relatable lyrics and very inventive sound. Uh, you know, I said like 500 descriptors of what kind of music <laughs> the band plays because it, it takes its inspiration from anywhere from very strange electronica to reggae music. So it's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And each song is different, different from the next, which is, I think, even more impressive. But you can still hear their sound, no matter the type of song it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I think last time we talked about how each album has its like unique sound. And the sound somehow carries through the entire album, but changes from one album to the next. But also... I think that's with any band is that when you when you get used to a singer's voice it's like all the songs can like kind of have the same feel to them Mm. you know Mm. I find like once you if like a band switches the singer that kind of changes so I think that's kind of the main reason but also Mm -hmm. the fact that the sound changes between albums means that Tyler's doing something specific to make Mm. that happen right Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's a good point. Well, um, so, I mean, my history with the band, I think I came in about, I mean, during Vessel, so before Blurry Face was out, and their four albums are Vessel, Blurry Face, Trench, and Scaled and Icy. Those are the four of them. So I started listening when it was just Vessel, loved them, and then Blurry Face came out, you know, I was still on the train trench i wasn't a, the biggest fan of um and then this new album scaled and icy came out and i'm i love it i i love it <laughs> <laughs> so much enthusiasm yeah Woo-hoo. but it is it's fantastic i mean i feel like we had so much more enthusiasm last time we we're talking about this but well i do have new ideas so you have just new ideas hold your horses hold for the enthusiasm <laughs> Enthusiasm to come. Enthusiasm to come. <laughs> Hold on, God. Stop rushing us. <laughs> We're just getting started. Maybe. <laughs> I came in to the band. I think I told this story. Yeah, this is the story I told. But uh, I came to find the band. I was studying one night and um, stressed out, came on. Uh, a random YouTube playlist and I immediately just like stopped studying to watch it because I was like this sounds awesome and I remember the song ending and I mean by this time they were already when Blurry Face came out they were already they already had a pretty successful album before that but I hadn't heard of them but uh, I, I just remember thinking to myself that this band was going to be so big and they're, they're going to be like so loved and then like the next week their album was on the radio like multiple songs were on the radio so i was like all right (laughs) Mm. awesome yeah and then i started listening to uh vessel 
and fell in love with both albums. And I mean, I was listening to Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance and Panic at the Disco. So all those related bands anyway. So it, it wasn't like a stretch for me to start listening to this band. But mm-hmm. all the same, they became my favorite pretty easily. So give give me one of your new thoughts. I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Well... The new thoughts are mostly about the new album, okay. but I think I could introduce this now because I talked about it like at the end before. But so this will kind of go with what you'll talk about with the lore. I think it's just like a different view. So I didn't know about the lore behind the albums that like the fan, the fans like picked out and you know pieced together, but. What I was hearing from the albums and the music was just his struggle with his mental health the whole time. So, I mean, those are obvious themes of the lore, but that's all I really saw in it. So in Vessel, you have, you know, he's obviously really struggling. Um, And then Blurry Face gets into a place where he's kind of confronting this part of himself and trying to figure it out. Trench, I still haven't listened to it enough to really (laughs) get a feel for where he was in that like it just it still feels like an odd space that he was in when he wrote that for me so I think that's also why it's difficult for me to listen to it and then this new album Scales and Icy what I was thinking listening to it before I found out about the lore that you told me about was just that he was he seemed to be in a better spot than the previous three albums i mean obviously we have the like colors of the album and just that whole theme of it the really upbeat music um which i mean a lot of their music is upbeat with the darker lyrics this one just i feel like turned it up a notch um you know he had a kid got married and also this was taking place in quarantine so I think he was, to me, it seemed like he was getting a different feel for what life could be, especially like, oh, well, a theme that I took away from Trench was that fame that he did get from Blurry Face, like how hard that was to struggle with. So then now in Scaled and Icy, it kind of seemed like he didn't have to deal with that as much. And, you know, there was a lot happening in his life that was joyful and then you told me that stuff about that lore which just put a little bit of a twist on how I viewed the album so maybe that's a good segue into starting to talk about the lore and then I can bring that one piece back up once you get to scale the nice okay that was the cue this is my cue okay all right so yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so the the lore behind vessel isn't as strong as the rest of the albums but I do think you're right in saying that the the Vessel album is really just a introduction into his, you know, struggle with mental mental health, mental illness, and um, that does start to to that theme plays throughout all of the all of the songs and all of the albums, right? So <clears throat> when we get into uh, Blurry Face, um, we kind of start getting into this idea that. Uh, there, there's a there's a world that all of these songs take place in. So, 
we get the we're introduced to the character of Blurry Face, which Blurry Face is meant to be like uh, a representation of insecurity. It's a it's a mask for for his insecurity when he has to you know go on stage and be this outgoing person, but he's struggling with mental illness, right? Um, so that mm-hmm. that that character is kind of shown as the the black paint on the on the the neck and the hands to kind of show like that choking um mm-hmm. choking imagery without being too violent i guess so that you get the and this isn't just conjecture like tyler joseph has said this is like an actual thing that's happening this isn't all this made up stuff by the the fans and all that like you can see the character of blurry face you hear it in the lyrics you say my name's blurry face and i care what you think it's that idea that um insecurity it's insecurity he's starting to become someone in the public eye and as someone with mental illness that can be really hard so mm-hmm. then i really liked when we get into trench i really liked this idea that um it's kind of interesting that you say that you don't like the album because you couldn't tell what kind of place he was in in the album which mm. I think is the point of the, the point album. Of the album. Which is yeah. so it's really cool that you got there without even really listening to the album. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea of this album, Trench, is that there's a disconnect between the heart of the city, which um the heart of, you know, Dima, which we'll get into, and then the trench, which is the outer part, which is the in between, you know, health and unhealth. Is that a word? Health and unhealth. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so when we get into Trench, the songs that really kind of carry this this lore in them are like the more rock, not rock, the more rap songs like Jumpsuit, Levitate, Nico and the Niners. So this album uh, really goes into this world that Tyler kind of alludes to in the previous album. So before this album came out, there was a lot of new imagery that was coming out as like promotional materials for the album um Mm -hmm. there were different codes that were being sent out and there were messages and like hidden hidden pictures and all sorts of things that uh were meant to be decoded by the audience right so even before the album came out there was a lot to decode a lot to try to understand and people knew to look for it because of blurry face because this has already been introduced so we get to trench and we are introduced to a couple new characters the first kind of character we're introduced to is uh nico from nico and the niners that was like the third song i think that came out uh Mm -hmm. before the album was released um so nico is short for Nicholas Borbaki, and he is the leader of the Nine Bishops. So the Nine Bishops are kind of like these, I don't want to say overlords, because I don't feel like that's that quite that... Uh, high stakes. Yeah, not that high stakes, but the, the Nine Bishops are kind of like the people who run the city, right? So this city is kind of, I'm just putting this together now, but if you think about it, I'll get to this idea when we get to scale and I see, but Dima is kind of the center of things being um, fake and dark and people living under kind of like an oppression and mm. all that sort of stuff. And to me, I'm just kind of piecing this together now. That's kind of like when you have a mental illness, your brain is always lying to you. Mm. Your brain is constantly telling you things that aren't true. 
Um, <laughs> and it makes a lot of sense that um, this these kind of characters and this um, concentrated space uh, that's meant to represent mental illness will later become in scale than I see um, a place of propaganda but we'll get to that but um what what <laughs> <laughs> so um I think one of the biggest surprises though which I don't even know if you remember but um mm. if you go back to that character of blurry face um Nico or Nicholas Borbaki is actually blurry face what? <laughs> so so, oh my goodness. <laughs> the enthusiasm is here. <laughs> so the interesting thing about this is that uh, before in the Blurry Face album, uh, the character of Blurry Face and Tyler Joseph were both, they were inseparable, right? And now mm -hmm. in, this, in the story of Trench, they're mm -hmm. two separate entities that are actually kind of fighting against each other, which is mm -hmm. super interesting. So you can see this imagery when you watch the music video for Jumpsuit or Levitate, where he's kind of um, trying to get away from this character, Nico, blurry face, mm -hmm. but you don't know it's blurry face. But now I'm piecing to so much stuff together as we're talking about it. Okay. I love it. I don't know if you've seen the music videos for, for Jumpsuit, but if you look at the nine bishops, their costume, their costume is red with black on their face. Ah. Uh brain explodes got him yeah it's okay. like he knew what he was doing or something almost like he knew <laughs> what he was doing or something but it's just those little tiny things that's so interesting because they accumulate mm. into this incredible story that story yeah. he manages to tell through just images and people piecing together things like this so mm -hmm. lyrics too yeah yeah obviously lyrics too but I, I think a big part of it is just using other methods to communicate other than the lyrics but i'll go to uh the kind of next character which relates more to scale than i see afterwards so this character of clancy i actually read something right before this that's kind of interesting and i have no idea if it's true it might be just one of those weird things that people are like oh this is okay. a fact but it's not someone had posted something saying that uh clancy was actually actually the name of the street that a bunch of the music videos were shot on. Um, that seems like a very specific fact. It's a specific fact, but also very possible, you know? Like, the like way that at, he does these types of things. Yeah. Like I don't as know. Because Clancy... Well, uh, um, explain who Clancy is. Yeah, right. That might help. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... So Clancy is this character who is meant to kind of be this rational voice, um, kind of a opposite to Nico. He's he's meant to be this communicator from Trench. If Trench is that in-between place, and um, Dima is where all is that idea of the mental oppression. illness, depression. Yeah, Clancy is kind of like that voice of reason saying like, "You should leave. Like, get out. Leave the city." Dun dun dun. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Uh, so this character isn't one of the characters that are mentioned in the lyrics. So at least I don't think he is because who knows if it's like played backwards somewhere in, mm. in the song or something like that. But um, 
So this character isn't mentioned in the songs, but the character is used as kind of the voice of the promotional materials for the album. Um, so for when they, Trench. For Trench and um, before Skilled and Icy came out, I believe that uh, he, he was kind of a voice in there as well. Um, but he was meant to be like every time a new code would come out, a new some sort of piece of the puzzle would come out, the message would always be from Clancy because mm. it wouldn't come from Tyler Joseph, right? So you don't think Clancy is the real Tyler? So I don't because Scaled and Icy is actually an anagram for Clancy is dead. Oh my. So if it was Tyler Joseph, I'm not sure what that would mean for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we sure about the anagram? No, but I feel like it's kind of like uh, accepted fact mm, by everyone who's piecing things together. If it was meant to be that, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's been confirmed. But there has been a lot of other things that have been confirmed. And I know that there is, like, this isn't all, like, made up. Because I know that there's been pieces where Tyler Joseph has been in the video and there's been like secret messages in the video and the only reason for that video to exist would to be for the to, secret message yeah I put see. out secret messages so I know that there's some sort of lore background also when we when uh, they put out the live stream event which was incredible um, there was a lot of like I wouldn't say necessarily secret messages, though there probably was. There was more explicit messages using two characters that were slowly being kind of like beat up and forced to say nice things about the album. And you would they would cut to them intermittently. Mm -hmm. um, and each time like they'd be more bloodied and like obviously being brainwashed and forced to say different things. So there there is some sort of lore here. It's not just... Mm -hmm. uh, fans trying to figure something out it's like no this is being intentionally done well the only reason i asked about the clancy part is because clancy's like say, trying to get him out of this place where i feel like his true self would also be trying to get him out of this stuck place that's the only that's the thing i was thinking mm-hmm because if we're looking at the imagery of, like, Blurry Face, I mean, Blurry Face is a part of him. Mm -hmm. Even though he's personifying them in a different character, they're all mm -hmm. him Yeah. At the, in the end. Yeah. Well, so in that sense, yeah, Clancy is technically him. So in the same way that he is Blurry Face, in the same way that he is Nico, mm. he is Clancy. But you don't think it's, like, the, the like... I don't think he's meant to be that character. Innocent, like, yeah. childlike Tyler Joseph. I, I wouldn't say innocent or childlike, but rational. Hmm. Okay. I was trying to, yeah, like, get that, yeah. like, an un, unhindered, no, like, mental illness. Yes, yeah. Tyler okay. Joseph. Yeah. But, yeah, that what I would agree with. But in the same mm -hmm. way, it's like, I would say Clancy is as much... Tyler Joseph as Nico is Tyler Joseph. They're kind of two sides mm. of the same coin, mm -hmm. right? So Scaled and Icy was put out um, at the end of the, well, near the end of the pandemic. I'm going to be hopeful here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> near, near the, the end of this pandemic. 
Damn. <laughs> that is accurate. Okay, near the end of the COVID-19 2020-2021 pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, Scale That I See is, is a comment on music put out during the pandemic, meaning it's scaled back and isolated. This is something that Tyler Joseph himself said, so it's true. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the anagram for Clancy is Dead is something that is uh, picked out by the fans. I don't Although know if it's been... doesn't seem coincidental. Doesn't seem coincidental at all. Yeah. <laughs> because he could have just written scaled Though... back and isolated for the name, right? Scaled mm-hmm. and icy doesn't need to be. I have a reason, though, why it would be that. Okay. But you have to say what the album is, though. Okay. Before I can say right. the reason I think this thing. So, the really fun thing, <laughs> I guess it's fun. The really fun thing about this album is because it kind of brings, it's a callback to this idea of uh, Dima in the city and Trench um, without actually bringing up Dima in the city or Trench because Scaled and Icy is thought to be propaganda from the city. What? <laughs> Whoa! Reaction! <laughs> Mind blown! Oh my gosh, now I'm thinking about it in a totally different way. That's what I said the last time, guys. <laughs> it is. I, that was a, Last time it was a genuine reaction. You can't get any more genuine reactions now. I'm sorry. It's all, it's all make-believe. My best shot. <laughs> so... There's a long convoluted reason as to why people believe that this album is propaganda. At one point, I knew why. I don't remember what the whole story was. It, it well, was... I think a lot of it had to do, too, with those two characters from yeah. the uh, C- CD launch, album the, launch. The live stream, yeah. yeah. The two characters from the live stream definitely put the nail in the coffin on that one for me. Because mm-hmm. um, it's so obvious that they're being... You know that it's forced being forced to promote this album right and then the colors and imagery mm-hmm. of this album are very different see you remembered i didn't remember but you remembered mm-hmm. what it was that just clicked in my brain yeah so there's a video there's a video right that i watched that explains this really well and i'll send you the link to it so that you can add it into the comments of this yeah. but it goes into um the idea that all of the colors go from you know the black and the green and the red that was in trench and blurry face and is now moved to these neons these um kind of retro colors these ret this retro imagery from like the 80s and this music that is inspired by the 90s and kind of you know it doesn't seem to have the same feel as the other albums which might mm-hmm. be why you like it so much because it kind of is a callback Although... <laughs> Yeah, what I mentioned was that it is a callback to, like, earlier albums, like Mm -hmm. self-titled 21 Pilots and even Mm -hmm. Vessel. Um, 21 Pilots, the album, was before Josh, the second person, came on. But there was, yeah, a lot of sounds very similar to that, both of those albums. But what I loved so much is, even though I picked up on those sounds and tones and just different instruments from this new album that I picked up like oh that sounds like Vessel or it sounds like 21 Pilots when I went back to listen to both of those albums not 
not one single song it like sounds the same as any of the new ones but they have you know a horn that oh i remember that from the previous album and it sounds really good in this new album so again just amazing amazing musicians oh for sure and as you were saying all of this i actually started to piece together some more stuff in my in my brain as to how everything kind of relates so you're talking about how it relates back to like vessel and vessel was mm-hmm. that time period where you're being introduced to that mental illness and then um we're in scaled and icy and it has that same kind of sound but it sounds happier so mm-hmm. if you think about it the pandemic and the isolation is definitely not something that has been good for world mental health. So I can mm-hmm. almost guarantee that he was not doing that well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he does say uh, in a couple, in one of the songs, he says um, he says he likes an open schedule, but he really hates it. Like mm-hmm. you kind of you can kind of hear those like references to the fact that mental illness is still there, right? Um, and then when you take into account the fact that Scaled and Icy is propaganda from the city of mental illness, mm-hmm. that idea that there's lies coming from the city again, and that that rational voice is dead. Mm-hmm. But then also you get the happy spin. It's just, it. that is so insane to me. <laughs> How all brain those fuck. things... It is. It's such a mindfuck because it's like the deeper that you dive into it, the more insanely connected everything gets. And (laughs) it makes you start feeling like you're like a little bit crazy because you're like, you're like a conspiracy theorist. You're like, this Mm. is connected. And you start drawing red lines on the chalkboard. And you're just, (laughs) this is connected to this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I think it's all lies. It's not though. I think it's. I think it's all. Like it's I all said, I don't think they're coincidences. Mm-mm. No, it's definitely uh, all intentional. But oh, you were yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say. So when I heard that it was propaganda, I mean, it really. I was very like that was a cool fact. It was very interesting. Um, but then it made me think about how I was, you know, going thinking through his mental health and like just his journey throughout the albums and the course of the years. And thinking about how happy, you know, the sound of it is. And then hearing that, I was kind of like, man, that it's just like for him to think like this. I was thinking so in quarantine, like he did get like a rest, uh, like a, what is that called? A respite from all of the outside world, which I think for a lot of us too was helpful in one way but then you're stuck with your own thoughts which is kind of like car radio kind yeah. of vibes. Oh yeah, 100%. Mhm. Um so just for him that's like this isn't real. Like it's just it's not it's not real. Like it's propaganda. Don't like go thinking that it's real. This isn't, you know, how your life is going to be. I think it clicked for me like listening to his life for the past, you know, I don't know when Vessel came out, but that long, it's like, I feel like this guy's just so worried that he'll always have to live with this 
mental illness and that it like perpetuates it and it's just like my heart like sinks for this guy mm -hmm. you know the way that he has managed to build a world that is so interesting make songs that are so interesting and lyrics that are gorgeous sometimes you can't even pick up some of his lyrics unless you're reading them on paper like there's a mm. couple of lyrics where they only make sense if you're reading them and it's so incredible to me that one mind can create all of this and portray such complex emotions and complex thoughts so vividly and to make people interested to know them you know mm -hmm. it's so interesting and so it's such a wide range and variety of ways like we're saying each song sounds different and uses different you know aspects from other genres of music and still portraying the same overall message so well let me say before we go on because i think maybe we could talk about our concert experiences oh right yeah um, but I do want to say that, so the anagram, Clancy is Dead, if you think of the whole album as propaganda, of course Dima's going to want to tell you that Clancy is dead. It's not him, it's Should Dima I put explosion it. noises into this audio? <laughs> of course. Of course. So he's not. So he still could be. The, My the... brain is exploding. <laughs> Everything's a lie. <laughs> everything is truth and everything is a lie. I don't know what it's real anymore. It just goes deeper and deeper. It just is like a thousand layers of hell. Like, how does this... <laughs> it's Except fantastic. It's really cool hell. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, so if you're ever looking to entertain yourself for hours on end... This is how you can slowly lose your sanity. Um, mm. <laughs> just start with this podcast and then <laughs> watch the video that we post, that we post the link to, and then, and then dive in that rabbit hole. Slowly dive into that rabbit hole. And you won't regret it, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if this is interesting enough for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we could totally get to our... Uh, concert experiences i think you should go second because yours is much cooler than mine is oh yeah <laughs> i also i don't know if you want to do this but i do want to talk about like each song maybe not each song but some of the songs on sure. the new album if you want yeah, we can do that um well there is one thing that i think kind of solidified that thought that i had that he's gonna kind of deal with this his whole life is in Saturday when there's that little part of his phone call between him and Jenna and she just like has to you know keep reassuring him that like he can do it or like he should do it mm -hmm. to me that was just like yeah I think like he found someone obviously that helps him through the stuff which is evident throughout you know, I think mm -hmm. they met around Blurry Face. Um, is evident through the albums, but yeah, just really like solidified that for me. I love Jenna. 
She's so cute. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet. Yeah. So do you want to do concert experiences or do you want to talk about songs? Well, I have a couple more. Okay, go for it. Um, well, first of all, I think Bounce Man is a fantastic song. It's so cool. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it relates to anything, which is driving me crazy. I think that's kind of just, uh, I mean, I think he's really talking to somebody else and just, like, trying to get that message to them. Yeah, I agree, but I can't figure out who it could be and possibly in his life that would that he would need to say that message to, you know? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think we have to be fair and, like, yeah, he reveals a lot of his life to us, yeah. but he still is a whole person that oh, we don't uh, yeah. know anything about, actually. <laughs> this, yes, this is, that's very true. But it just, like, everything else in the album relates, and then that song, <laughs> it just is separate entity of its own Mm -hmm. i love it don't get me wrong (laughs) but it's so separate it i mean it might be one of my favorites that one and um uh the outside the outside is Mm. i think my favorite from the album but bounce man is second i think yeah i just really like that song it's uh, so fun to it is yeah think about when you're singing it or just listening to it yeah what it's actually about it feels nice to have a summer album from them rather mm-hmm. than a winter album. Yeah, it does. Even um, if it is propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then No Chances is really interesting, too, mm-hmm. because that's like a battle between Dima and Trench, I feel like. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's totally mm-hmm. a callback. Yeah. yeah, and when I first listened to it before, obviously, you told me all of the lore i was just like i'm like man it like it's definitely like something he's going back and forth between like his inner demons and like someone like trying to get pulled out of there before i knew all of that so it is very evident i mean there's like pretty much two voices in the song just going back and forth Mm -hmm. which yeah really interesting again yeah and that theme of like two voices talking to each other is evident throughout I think all of the albums yeah Yeah. which is which is you know super cool you don't see with every musician that Mm -hmm. narrative right totally what's what's, choker is one i was gonna say what's your favorite song then my favorite song Hmm. just of this album I think it's a tie between three songs. <laughs> tie There's only, what, like 11 songs, songs here? <laughs> I really like Saturday, mm-hmm. Mulberry Street, Oh, that one is Bounce really Man. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mulberry Street. Okay, well then my three-way tie would be Bounce Man, Mulberry <laughs> Street, and The Outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, yes, the album is propaganda, but I do think there's also songs from the trench you know and like just that theme of resistance Mm -hmm. but it's packaged in this upbeat energetic friendly Mm -hmm. package that is the end result of the song which seemed like fit dima's narrative that they wanted to get out but yeah like almost like he slipped these 
little yep. messages in, which maybe Bounce Man is just like another broadcast that he's just trying to get out. Could be. Yeah. Could and be. oh, oh my gosh, maybe he's not talking to a person. Actually, maybe he's like some pretending to be someone from the trench telling a person that's in Dima, like, hey, dude, like, yeah, you did something illegal, but like, this is Dima, so everything's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we really want to stretch it and just pull it into the narrative, yes. I'm all I for mean, it. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yank it in, just pull it into context, make it happen. <laughs> jam the puzzle piece into where it doesn't belong <laughs> I'm all for it <laughs> hey we don't know if it doesn't belong <laughs> it's true it's true it's true uh, that's I mean, all I got though about the individual songs I think yeah I mean I I really liked the fact that this uh, like so you can kind of see it in the uh, like the imagery of the live stream how it kind of pulls back to that like 90s vibe throughout mm. the whole kind of um album and uh good day the way that the album starts definitely feels like that because they start they start the live stream i believe with good day because it sounds like a theme song to like a sitcom a morning show things mm. like that um mm. and then the whole live stream is meant to be like a like a, a talk show with intermittent musical numbers kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, or it pulls back to the talk show because of the characters, the propaganda characters. Mm -hmm. But Good Day definitely gives you those, like, 90s Saturday morning cartoon vibes, to well, at least to me. So mm. I thought that was interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all I have for the songs. Yeah. Concert experience? You want to tell us about your, yeah, concert yeah. experience? Okay, I mean I've seen I've seen Twenty One Pilots in concert twice. Uh, the first time was at an open theater. I saw it with a good friend of mine and a uh, coworker, a previous coworker of mine who happened to love the band, and we both went together. Anyway, um, we were really far back in like the lawn area, and after seeing that, I was I told my friend I was like, we are going. To be front row for the next concert it's going to happen because there's no way i'm not going to be front row for the next concert what album did you see for the first one okay. i saw blurry face for the first one and then um i went to see trench i got um i got floor seats for trench i was very adamant about that um my friend ended up not being able to come with me so i actually had to go alone and I was very determined. I was like, okay, if I'm going to have to make it through this entire concert by myself, I'm going to have to try to make some friends. So before the concert, I went and I bought a bunch of cookies, <laughs> like individually wrapped cookies. So I didn't look like a crazy person just handing out loose cookies. Um, <laughs> so I get there and um, the, the first people that I meet, super nice. I was able to um, trade them cookies to get some yellow tape for my jacket uh, and scissors and all that stuff. They were super nice. Then the people uh, who came behind me, I actually ended up being like friends with them for the entire concert. They were super cool. We were like singing songs and hanging out, getting to know each other. And uh, everyone was actually incredibly nice. 
everyone in line was so amazing um so sweet people were walking up and down the line saying hey do you want some glitter for your face uh i brought some black nail polish you want some nail polish like i have some i have some food and i was like i have food and they're like here we'll trade it'll be great and just everyone was so cool so sweet so accepting and like they they even at one point had like a a song circle where someone was playing the ukulele and like and it was like raining so everyone had every reason to just be miserable waiting in line for like six seven hours to get into this venue and everyone was so nice and so sweet and i can't say enough good stuff about the click i can't because everyone is incredible but um anyway so we get into the concert and it's inside um and it is it it becomes boiling hot inside especially since everyone is wet from the rain Mm. (laughs) so it becomes like insufferably hot and everyone knew that going in so a lot of people were wearing like not enough clothes for how cold it was outside um Mm. because they knew it was going to be hot but we're going through the concert and um i i like to recall those guys from uh lane boy that come out with the uh they're like fire extinguishers mm-hmm. and they blow like cold air on you like cold frost and is the most amazing thing <laughs> that anyone could feel <laughs> in that situation and this is pre-covid so they so the security like tyler and jenna had bought cases of water to pass out to the the crowd on the floor <laughs> how do you know they bought them because that's like the like I think it was like a social media something like people found out but um mm. they were security guards were passing them through the crowd and people were mm. like drinking water and passing it back it was oh so, that would not happen now <laughs> so something that would never ever happen now probably not for the next like 10 years everyone's going to be mm. far too traumatized for that to happen again but it was incredible at the time because you know you run out of water really quick. You can't bring water into the venue, so you have to buy. It's just the whole big thing. Anyway, um, it's very hot, very sweaty. There's a point to this. So we're about two-thirds of the way through the concert, and uh, there's a girl standing next to me, and she has a full-leg cast, um, like really heavy-duty cast on her on her right leg. And uh, she's, standing, um, she's, she's standing with her boyfriend standing behind her, and uh you know they're enjoying the concert whatever and all of a sudden it's the middle of a song and i could hear the boyfriend start saying help (laughs) and i'm like what (laughs) and i turn around and the girl has fully passed out he is the only one holding her up like Mm -hmm. like she starts to like slip out of his arms because she's got this massive cast on her leg she's like Mm -hmm. she's not a she's not a she wasn't a big girl but she was so heavy because she had this massive thing on her leg she was wearing jeans so she was obviously like how 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 does how does that work how do you wear jeans with a full leg cast because it was like one of those like stretch like um Mm. those like air casts where you have to like put it on oh 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 okay yeah 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 but it was like very big and bulky like obviously Mm -hmm. it was like one she had to put on but it would have taken some some effort to put mm-hmm. on and take off anyway okay. um so she's wearing that and she and she's fully passed out and she's they're right next to me and so i go to try to help him to keep her from 
falling to the ground and getting crushed by the crowd because mm-hmm. I'm maybe five people back from the from the um, barricade, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very squished. <laughs> There's I'm shoulder to shoulder with everyone there. Again, something that will not happen <laughs> for a good long time, I can guarantee. But um, yeah, so she's fully passed out. And so I get the people that I met at the beginning, I was like, hey, help this girl. Mm-hmm. We need to like get her up so that we can flag down security, get her taken out. Um, so we're trying to flag down security, but they can't see us because <laughs> there's like, you know, people all around us packed up into us and everyone's got their arms up, of course, mm-hmm. because there's a song going on. So it's like mm-hmm. us going waving our arms not gonna work not i'm waving my yeah. arms <laughs> you can't see me because this is an audio format but i'm this waving is jasmine arms. waving her arms listen <laughs> that's that's it she did it <laughs> but so obviously in a concert people waving their arms is not gonna mean anything um and we're and obviously it's blaring music so no one can hear us and this mm-hmm. girl is fully still passed out like two minutes later. Obviously, we're starting to get concerned for like her safety. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the song ends and Tyler's kind of like introducing the next song. He's he's maybe 10 feet away from us. And so we're all kind of like individually. We're like yelling, Tyler, Tyler, somebody uh, like help us. And and uh, he wasn't hearing us. He wasn't hearing us. We're kind of getting desperate. And so I'm just like, OK, on the count of three. And I'm just like, one, two, three. And we all yelled, Tyler. And he looked directly at us. And we're just like, help, help. And pointing to the girl. And he's just he just like looks at the security guard and he just points to her. And the security guards like make a line and rush her out. And I'm just like, great, thanks. That's handled. And then he went on back with the show. I was like, cool. Um, but I like realized that this girl who was passed out, I, like she had like peed on me. Oh. while Ooh. i was holding her up Forgot about that. and i'm just like this is this is what happens i guess this is this is just you know concert experience <laughs> right that's floor seats for you <laughs> that's floor seats for you baby i would do it again in a heartbeat it was oh yeah that's so, so awesome cool. so so awesome but mm-hmm. uh yeah concert was amazing i got to you know make some temporary but good friends and it's super cool. But your story is so much cooler than mine. So this one was a Blurry Face concert. So the album had just come out. And they had just played Lollapalooza the same whole day long. Like Lollapalooza is a all-day festival. So they were playing. I mean, they weren't playing all day probably. But, you know, like they played Lollapalooza a whole set there. And then did this after show at the House of Blues. And the House of Blues is, like, a very pretty small venue. It's three stories, but they're just smushed onto each other. So there's, like, the ground floor, which is, like, on the stage pretty much, and then two tiers. And we got, like, the floor seats as well. So we're, like, just standing around kind of off to the side because I wasn't 21 at the time, but the people I was with were all 21 and were trashed at this point. (laughs) So they're, like, kind of standing off to the side. Uh, just in case anyone like needs to go throw up or something. So... <laughs> <laughs> trashed, trashed. Yes. So we're standing there, and um, one of the people I was with, my uh, partner at the time, his name was Tyler Joseph as well. 
um, similar exactly to the <laughs> lead singer. So at one point in like uh, between two songs, he just yells out like super loud while everybody else is quiet. My name is Tyler Joseph. And he's like, what? Tyler Joseph is like, what? No way, man. Come up here. He's like, yeah, I could show you my ID. So he goes up there and shows him his ID. And he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, like it's really Tyler Joseph. And he's like, all right, man, like, thanks. And sends him off stage. And then before he like, right, maybe right after he jumped off stage, he was like, oh, wait, wait, come back here. He calls him back up to the stage and he asks him to sing Run and Go with him. So my partner is, you know, doing the chorus because that song, the chorus is pretty repetitive mm -hmm. and easy. So yep. he does the chorus and then Tyler sings the verses and he got to sing with him and was like jumping up and down and just, I mean, hammered out of his mind. Yeah. Just like, and the whole crowd is like going and... Yeah, that was really cool, and then we saw, like, somebody had recorded it and put videos up on YouTube of it later on, so we got to see it again. Yeah, but so uh, awesome. that would have only happened to that guy that I was dating. Yeah. He was just, like, always <laughs> got cool stuff like that. He was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Deserved That's, it. That is so, like, the coolest thing. <laughs> that is like I a know. dream come true for so many people. It's so mm -hmm. cool so cool yeah <laughs> well have we made it to the end i think we've made it to the end and i don't have anything else more to say well we've got to do a random question yes okay. is this a different random question yeah i'm gonna do a different one okay hold on because listeners she had a random question last time obviously <laughs> and then no one heard what it was <laughs> no, no one. Not even me. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. Here's one. What is the strangest thing in your refrigerator? Maybe kimchi? Kimchi? Considering yeah, you're not... Uh... Gross kimchi, though. Oh, what's wrong with it? <laughs> it's like sour tasting. I don't like know what kimchi is supposed to taste like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> kimchi's like a. It's like spiced like pickled a, something, right? It's like a yeah, pickled cabbage, right. spiced pickled cabbage. It's like I'm not sure. They make it in Asia somewhere in Asia. I don't know where though, <laughs> but it's yummy and it's really it's good for you because it's like fermented, mm -hmm. so it has like good like uh, bacteria and stuff. But this one just tastes like. I mean, it's it was new when I was tasting it, so it's not like it went bad. It was just like a sour spice. So now it's just there, probably fermenting more. <laughs> it just lives in your fridge now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's alive. That's probably the weirdest thing. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think we might still have some moose sausages. Um... Oh. <laughs> If I didn't sound Canadian enough, now I do. Um, <laughs> I think we still have moose sausages in our freezer. Uh, Did someone make those? Yeah, so actually my uncle um, went hunting for a moose. What was it? Two, three years ago? <laughs> oh 
So good. No. <laughs> They're just there. Um, I think they're still in there. Uh, he went hunting and he got a moose a couple years ago and he had so much meat from it that he was just giving it away to whoever mm. he could. Um, we, we ate the steaks, but uh, after however many moose sausages, you can't eat any more moose sausage. Mm. So <laughs> it just stayed Makes frozen sense. in our freezer. Um, you know, probably forever. <laughs> it's always the weirdest things that live in your fridge forever, right? Mm-hmm. Get some, some eyeballs fermenting kimchi and some <laughs> moose sausage. Three-year-old moose sausage. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the weirdest thing. Who knows? At, at the shop, in the fridge, Lord only knows it's what's in there. a pan of Miller Lite with fungus on it <laughs> <laughs> from 1999. <laughs> Could be, could be. <laughs> but like, well, my dad will keep different like, uh, like um, products, like uh, like industrial products in the fridge if they need to oh. be like <laughs> refrigerated sometimes. Or he'll have like, uh, he does jobs for like a bakery, and so sometimes he'll just have like fondant balls sitting in the just fridge, chilling, <laughs> just chilling, or something, something weird like that. So, hmm. moose sausage isn't even the weirdest thing in, in that fridge. You know how you're supposed to keep super glue in the fridge? No. Apparently. Does it, like, go hard otherwise? I guess it makes it last longer? Or maybe that's just, like, a family thing. I don't know. Do you keep super glue in the fridge? I personally don't, but there is someone else in my family who's <laughs> insistent upon it. <laughs> hmm weird yeah so there you go now you know our thoughts on our favorite band and what weird things are in our refrigerators yes quite random <laughs> uh, all right should we do it let's do our outro thank you tons for listening to us talk at you we really appreciate you and we would love any support you can give us that's right so if you enjoyed this episode today, please support us by either rating and reviewing, subscribing or following, or sharing with your friends or your family, or giving us money on Patreon. Oh, yeah, we love your money, actually. <laughs> uh, that link and the link to all of our socials and our email address for some of you, you already know that, will be in the episode notes. <laughs> And that's for when you can't get enough for us, and only for that purpose. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure that'll happen. It will. Don't worry. Well, be sure to tune in in two weeks. We promise, two weeks this time, to listen <laughs> to us talk at you some more. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.